My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. I hope everyone had an incredible Easter. Um, you know, we're just back in the office today. So I am looking forward to a, a week filled with amazing interviews. And the guest I'm bringing on today is an amazing entrepreneur. I cannot wait to introduce you to her, everybody. So the guest I'm bringing on, Bree Smith. She is a CPA and wealth strategist. She teaches parents how to build wealth that will last future generations by helping them create custom financial plans. She's also the host of 1322 Life with Bree Smith podcast. So you guys, you know, I keep my introductions nice and brief, but I'm going to go ahead and welcome Bree onto the show. Welcome to the show, Bree. Do you mind taking us a little further back um, and filling in those gaps as to how you got to where you are in your journey today? Well, thank you so much for having me. Um, so to fill in the gaps, I actually started off as a teenage mom. Um, I had my daughter my senior year of high school, um, two weeks before my 18th birthday. And so that's where my financial journey began, because once I found out that she existed, I had to hustle. And so I started saving and I only saved $1,000 while I was pregnant. Um, but that was a lot of money to me as a teenager. And yeah. um, that was my first milestone. And so um, to fast forward, I ended up going to college full time, double majoring in accounting and finance, um, concentrating on personal financial planning. I graduated on time within the four years. And also while I was in school, I bought my first house and I closed on that like a week after my 21st birthday. And um, it was just it was just amazing to be able to provide her with a better life. My motto during those years is that she would never remember um, the struggle. And so uh, my daughter only remembers living in houses that her mommy owns. And I love that for her. And we later sold that house um, during COVID um, during 2021. And we were able to get a six figure profit when we sold it. And then from there, um, buy our new home, which now I'm saying we, but it's me and my husband. Um, it went from being just me when I moved into that first house to being us, which is a family of five um, at the time, moving into our new home that we're currently still living in. And now we have our baby boy. Um, so we're at a family of six now. So we're just growing. <laughs> This is incredible. Oh my goodness. Brie, I love, I love this. And like I said earlier, congratulations. I mean, to get a house at that age and sell it and get another one. And, you know, you still graduated on time. You still, you know, finished the, uh, college and everything like that, no matter the circumstances, which is huge. Um, that is driven. So love, love that you shared that. Yes. Thank you. No worries. So, you know, Brie, let's talk about where you're at in the business today, um, you know, as a CPA, CPA and wealth strategist. 
Now, I know that like you also had helped your husband, you know, create wealth and get out of debt and stuff like that. Do you mind touching on that and how that was maybe, you know, life-changing for you guys as well as, you know, motivating for helping other parents? Oh, yes. So um, anyone that knows me knows my husband's a horrible driver. Um <laughs> In, in seven years, it's been seven cars. And it's really been six and a half years. So, I mean, I'm just saying. And so, um, and car number seven is is making it by the blood of Jesus. Um, <laughs> You're my favorite. <laughs> yes. Uh, and also another thing that was um, amazing that I realized while we were recording um, our podcast with him the other day is that we actually had to cash flow like $19,000 of expenses in one year. And um, I didn't realize that we had actually did that while still saving money. Um, and we were only 23 and 27 at the time. Wow. So it has been a journey to say the least between him having garnishments um, or going through different uh, financial woes. Um, he had a lot of collections, but they weren't a large amount. It wasn't like six figures of debt. It was just the fact that all of them were in collections. He maybe had about $20,000 in debt. And so I helped him with that and to overcome it. And then we also had um, dealt with him needing to get his credit score together before we could buy our house. So in January of 2021, his credit score was still around the 500 range. And mm -hmm. so I had to find a way to get it up because we wanted to have both of our names on the next house. Um, it would be my first, my husband's first time buying a house. And so uh, in January, I was like, all right, I'm ready to buy my house now. Let's get this done because he right. didn't take it. Seriously. And so um, we... I, I made sure we paid off all the debt and that we then, um, you know, settled for deletion, which is the method that I recommend to most of my clients is to settle for deletion. And we got it all done. And his credit score was at 700, over 700. When it came time to um, buy our house just six months later. This is incredible. My goodness. We need you out there, my friend. This is incredible. And I wouldn't, you know, what an accomplishment for your husband and thankfully to you to help him, you know, you know, the right steps to get to the place that he needs to be and above and beyond where he needed to be like, he, that that's incredible. So um, I love that. And so tell me about like, I guess we, based off of that, we can dive into being successful with your money and, and proper money management skills. Um because clearly you have those skills within you <laughs> and now you're helping others, you know, access their skills as well. So can we touch on that? Oh, yes. So it's very important to have proper money management skills. And so um, the main issue that clients have is not their credit score. It's not um, that they are, you know, living paycheck to paycheck or, um it's not that they can't save. It's not that they're incapable of being able to have money. It's not even their income. A lot of the times the issue is mm -hmm. poor money management skills. And so I always tell them like their financial situation is a symptom of their poor money management skills. Once we get those together, the possibilities are endless. And so um, I try to hone in on how can we get our money management together? What are the things that 
um, we can do. And so the main thing I get my clients clear on is first, what are your goals? And then I want you to put your money where your mouth is with a budget. And from there, I help them with um, learning how to save and what method works best for them, um, how to get out of debt Mm -hmm. and going over the top three methods that they could utilize for that. And um, just then we repair their credit and I show them how to do it themselves and then talk about investment options so they'll know their financial freedom number so that they can get to the point where they have an inheritance for their children's children, um, which is my big goal for every client of mine. This is incredible. Thanks for sharing, Brie. Now, Brie, with helping the people that you're working with, um, is is that through the financial freedom plan that you offer? Is that what it's called at the moment? Financial freedom plan um, course? Yes. So I do help them um, through my course called the financial freedom plan. Um, And that's basically the step-by-step process that I take them through in the modules. And so um, I love it because I get to get down and dirty with them in the numbers. And we just talk about what's going on, answer all their questions throughout the week. Um, So it's just a great community because I don't just say, here's a course, goodbye. Um, I also do the group coaching with my clients to be able to get to know them better and it's been a phenomenal experience just to see um, the progress everyone's making. I love it. Brie, as, as a coach now, yeah, you do one-on-ones, you do group coaching, that kind of thing. What would you say are some of, uh, because other listeners, are, there's so many coaches out there listening as well. So tell me, as a coach, what is your, I guess, one of the biggest challenges that you have noticed as a coach and how have you overcome it or how are you looking to overcome it? Come it? over guys I'm getting tongue-tied this is awkward <laughs> um how have you ever overcome it <laughs> yes so one of my biggest challenges as a coach has been to step out of my shell and do social media um okay. to be honest so I am naturally um an introvert like I think on Myers-Briggs really? I'm half and half now because I've been working on it <laughs> Okay, because I was going to say, well, you don't seem introverted. <laughs> yes, it has been a journey, but um, I'm, I've always been a talker. I'm a fourth generation talker, a third generation talker, but okay. I am an introvert by nature, whereas I get my energy from being alone at home, twiddling my toes, binge watching TV. So I'm not a big person on like going on social media and telling all your business, right? <laughs> so Yeah, neither am I. I yeah. I'm with you there. Actually, you mentioned, you say you're an introvert, but you're very social at the same time. Is is that correct? Yes. Okay. I don't mean to get us off track here, but myself, I I feel drained after going out and socializing a lot with people if, if, if it was something that I would do constantly however I'm very social I love to talk to people I love to like I, that's just who I am however I get my energy at home alone to be honest um, yes. otherwise I feel very drained maybe we are quite similar in that area I I yes, always thought I was extroverted but I I do bring myself home often because I feel drained if I'm too social in public with people is that kind of how you feel? Yes, that is exactly okay. how I feel. Um, I I love um, being around people sometimes. You know, like 
I do get happiness and joy from being around people, but it's definitely very draining for me after a few um, hours or whatever the case may be. I'm looking at my husband like, our time is up. I'm ready to go. <laughs> right. Because he's the opposite. He is <laughs> extroverted, extrovert. He gets all of his energy from people. He loves being around people. The more, the merrier. And um, I'm just like, okay, I've had my fun. This has been nice talking to you guys. I want to go home. <laughs> I hear you. So I'm learning something already. <laughs> like I thought I was just extrovert and maybe I was just like low in energy all the time. But I guess that's, I, I guess it's technically I'm introvert, but social. There you that's go. what it is. Interesting. Yeah. We learn something <laughs> new every day. <laughs> I love yeah. this. Uh, so, so sorry, Brie, let's continue. Um, talking about coaching now we were headed somewhere with that as to um challenges with coaching and I know that you mentioned social media so I'll let you continue on that I didn't mean to interrupt but it was just I was very curious (laughs) oh no it's perfectly fine so um with me like I said I definitely have had the issue with social media just for I guess my view on it being wrong because I'm like I don't want to go up there and tell all my business um And so, um, you know, social media is not your diary. That's the things you're taught. So then it's like, well, what am I supposed to say to people? Because some of the content I love the best is I'm nosy. I'm a lurker. I'll go ahead and read (laughs) all the people's business in their diary on social media. Like, oh, girl, that is nice. So (laughs) um, it's just, it's different when it's like, now I have a business that I have to promote. And then also just breaking through, um, that feeling of, well, I don't want, I don't like telemarketers. I don't like it when people cold call me. So I don't Mm -hmm. want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable. I don't want to bother anyone. That will be the main thing I say, or I don't want to annoy them. So, um, you know, and you know, no one likes a really salesy person. And so it's like trying to find the balance on that because it's like, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to make people feel uncomfortable or like I'm bothering them. Um, so, trying to find my way and that has been um a little difficult but I've been partnering with some great people to figure it out and it'll come right so we're the same way we don't really like social media that much as well and because like you said it's a lot of people's diaries and that's just not for everyone right so totally get it totally understand that now let's talk a little bit about you know how you go about delivering these services um, that you offer for your coaching. So how do you go about attracting the right clientele um, today, I guess? So a lot of it has been with collaborations, um, which my coach has gotten on me about a little bit. Uh, So a lot of it has been doing podcasts such as this one, uh, being on the radio or joining great communities and then having word of mouth and referrals and things of that nature. Um, Or also family members and friends because they know me best. And so they saw that I was posting about it and they reached out. It was like, hey, what's going on with that course? So it has been a lot of, I guess, traditional marketing, so to speak, with word of mouth and radio and podcasts and things of that nature. But my coach told me when you collaborate, that is great, but it is also putting someone else in control of your audience and in control of your business. And you don't want to do that. 
because that's not why we chose mm-hmm. entrepreneurship in the first place, right? So um, that has been, now it's going to be social media. That is about to be my main way, um, no matter what. <laughs> Love it. Now let's talk a bit about the podcast. So with the podcast, let's talk about when you started it, what were the intentions behind it? Was it to make more co- collaborations? Was it like networking? Was it just to get, you know, add value? What were the intentions and where is it at today? So uh, with the podcast, I really and truly, um, it wasn't me. It's, it was a God thing. So I'm a Christian. I love God. Um, and awesome. so <laughs> awesome. I love it. And so with that, I let God lead me. And so he told me to create that podcast. It's called 1322 Life. And it's based on Proverbs 1322, which states that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, while the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Now, I don't hone in on the last part. I don't care about the wealth of the wicked, but I do care about what we're supposed to do as Christians. And so that says that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. That means our grandchildren, at least two generations out. And I feel like it is my God-given purpose to help as many families as possible to create generational wealth for at least those two generations out. And so, you know, for me, the same way I said with my daughter, I never wanted her to remember the struggle with me. The struggle ends with me for my lineage. And so my great-grandchildren 10 generations from now should still be wealthy because of the work and the foundation that I plan to set right now. And when I pass down my inheritance, the same way I teach my um, clients, I want them to pass down a wealth of knowledge as well. And that wealth of knowledge is what's going to help them to build on that generation that the first generation made. And so I feel Mm -hmm. like each generation should do better and build on the wealth of the last so that it can last unlimited generations so the same way we hear about Rockefeller if you see someone with the name Rockefeller you, your eyebrow might raise like hmm I wonder if they still have money from that like you know um you, you hear right absolutely like, that might need to be so. again. <laughs> you know <laughs> so, um I would yeah. want people to hear Smith and be like I wonder if they're one of those Smiths um because you know our name is so common and so right, right. That is um, a big goal. And so with Proverbs 13, 22, I'm talking about the different things that people can do to allow God in with their money. And it's a great space where people are really just allowing to um, tell me their story and give their testimony, but also like how there are some things that affect your money that have nothing to do with numbers. And so that is huge. And um, let's talk about what those things are, because Girl, you are so correct about that. <laughs> it is true. There's yes. so many, so much more than the numbers that affect your wealth. There is. And so that is where um, 1322 life comes in because yes, we're letting God into our finances, but I don't need to nerd out with numbers. Instead, mm-hmm. let's talk about like your mindset. Let's talk about your childhood trauma. Um, I just had my pastor, um, Dana, who is also a licensed eligible social worker on my podcast. And it is phenomenal. 
Um, we're talking about childhood trauma and unforgiveness and how that can stop you from being able to break through. And so um, there's things like that. Some people are holding unforgiveness like a ball and chain. And how can you reach mm -hmm. unlimited wealth? How can you reach generational wealth if instead you're allowing that to keep you down? You're allowing that to put you in a state of anxiety and depression. Um and things of that nature. So it's just like, yes, it's great if you know the numbers, but what if you're not healthy enough to be able to go after the wealth? What if you are so depressed that it's just enough for you to be here? So how can you let God into your life that way so that you can let go and release that depression so that then you can step into your God-given purpose? Because when you're in your purpose, that's when the money will come and it will come in droves because you're doing what God has called you to do because he wants him, us to be wealthy as his children. He doesn't want us to be poor and hurt. The poor will always be among us, but his children are not supposed to be poor. And so um, we can't be poor and be a blessing to others. And so right. I just really like to hone in on that. So it's like, hey, look, we're meant, we're here to be a blessing. I want to be blessed to be a blessing. But there may be some things we have to let go of. There may be some things that we need to unravel from our childhood. There may be some things that we're holding on to that we don't see and realize is having an effect on us now. We may try and push things away, but we might just need some therapy. Um, you know, God mm -hmm. is good. We can pray, but maybe we also need to go see a therapist. <laughs> right, and that's right. No, Brie, you're correct. Like we really have to peel that back, especially as an entrepreneur. If you're wanting to really hone in on that success and stuff, you got to understand, like peel back those layers. Where is the trauma starting? Yes. Are you holding on to things that maybe you should be letting go or forgiving some people that might need to be forgiven, not for their sake, but for your own, like for your own peace of mind. Um, I love that you mentioned that because it's huge and it really does start within the mindset. If you're not healthy in your mind, heart and soul, it's going to be really very difficult to gain wealth, but, or create wealth and keep it or allow it for generations to come. Right. Um, or you aren't going to be fulfilled if you have that, you know, so really peel back those layers and figure out if there's the traumas or where certain things are coming from some triggers. Um, but yes, continue, please. <laughs> so yes, I just, um, I dive in. And like I said, God made that podcast, not me. He gave me the first five episodes. And so I don't know where else it's going to go yet, but uh, I know that we have talked about my financial journey. I've talked about my husband's financial journey. Um, we have now talked on childhood trauma and unforgiveness, and um, there will be maybe an additional episode on that. And so um, I've talked about tithing up there and how that makes an impact um, financially for believers and um, just different things. So it's just about um, allowing God's people, kingdom-minded people to be able to allow him into their finances and put those um, God-given principles into action with their financial plan. This is all incredible. Now, Brie, um, you said you had, I think, the preacher on to your show. Is that correct? Yes, I had my no, pastor. I love it. I love it. So any other guests or just your pastor so far? So, so far I've had my husband and then I had my pastor and then I have another um, lady that will be coming on soon. And she has a journey to share about how she uh, was basically a refugee from Africa and came to America and has a beautiful story to share 
Um, Mm -hmm. And so uh, I can't wait to hear what she has to say. Uh, We'll be uh, talking soon, but she has shared her story with me. I'm not going to, you know, take away from it. Uh, (laughs) But this is exciting. uh, Yes. So I was just wondering how you go about attracting your guests onto your show. Now, so far, just word of mouth or um, people, you know, are there any other ways for moving forward on your show that you are going to use in order to get certain guests on the show to share their story? So actually, um, I've been networking to find new guests. And so, um, you know, my husband, he, he lives with me, so he has to. And then (laughs) my pastor, I I could just her or you know go see her um and but actually the young lady that is sharing her story from being um an African refugee uh, I found her during a networking event and so I'm networking more to find um new speakers and in groups just like I found you guys incredible I like it all this is great and podcasts are incredible because like you're opening up globally now instead of just maybe in your community or Facebook and social media, you know, now you're opening up doors globally and like, it's just a snowball effect after, you know, referrals will come in and all of a sudden you're going to get people come to you and be like, I've been binge watching your episodes. I think I need to work with you. I know, like, and trust you. So, um, that's the beauty of having a podcast. So I think every entrepreneur should have one. I'm super happy you do. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Yes. I love love it. it. I love it. So tell me about the client acquisition process that you have. Now, I know you work with parents. So what is the process with um, getting the right fit clients to work with? So uh, the process is once they um, find me, my process is then to have them eventually book a call. And so um, whether they found me from a freebie or found me and they like my podcast or on Instagram, um, I really try and route them to be able to book a call with me. When they book their call, they'll be able to put in an application. So now I can read their application and see, do they qualify or do they seem like they have what it takes to be able to be a client? And from mm-hmm. there, um, we will have a conversation. If the application process goes well, if I read their application and that's good, then we'll go to the call. And then I'll talk to them about where are they? Um, what, where are they at currently? And where do they want to go? And are they serious about getting there? That's the biggest thing for me because I have a lot of people that come to me and say, oh, I'm just ready to get um, my finances right. Or maybe I messed up my 20s and I'm just trying to get it right here in my 30s and 40s. Um, A lot of them want to be able to buy their first house, save Mm $10,000 in the first year and get out of debt. I mean, you know, people come to me with all of these great, beautiful goals, but then they're not always serious about them. I had a, someone tell me that they spend like $4,000 a month on fast food and eating out. And I said, Oh, well, that's your house right there. Would you be willing? Literally, Yeah. Would you be willing to let that go or to at least decrease it, you know, substantially? Like, mm-hmm. would you be open to us, you know, maybe making it so that you only spend about 10 to $15 a meal instead of 20 plus per meal. Right. Every um, meal. And so uh, they weren't open to that. And I said, okay, well, this would not be a good fit because I don't want you to waste your money um, or your time or mine because I, all money is not good money. I don't want people to come to me that don't want help. Um, and so if they're not willing to implement and I can see that, then it's not going to be a good fit. I don't want to take your money because I'm looking for people that are ready to do the work. Um, right. 
and no matter because you can coach yeah you can coach all day long but if they're if they're not if they're not the right fit they're not going to implement um what they need to in order for the changes to happen in order for a a future full of generational wealth you know and definitely not alone there we have entrepreneurs all the time talking about you know we have a lot of leads are they the right fit Mm, I don't know right because it's super important not to waste your time or theirs they have to be you know the clock has to be at 12 they have to be ready right so but I do love that you're you are not just taking anyone right so important because oh what a nightmare that would be right even if they're willing to pay if if it's not a fit it's not even worth it right so it's not I feel like um the best thing for me is when a client has a success story so I always tell my clients, my success is your success. I'm completely dedicated to making sure that you reach your goals. I don't sell any other products outside of my coaching services and tax preparation, of course, because I'm a CPA, right? Um, But I don't sell any other products. So I'm not telling you and teaching you this information so I can give you a life insurance policy or for me to then try and take over your wealth management and be your financial advisor, I will be able to refer you to someone that can help you with that. But I want my clients to be able to trust that the advice I give them is strictly in line with their goals and um, the success that they've told me they want to have. And so I think that's important um, by being able to develop that relationship where they're not like, oh, do you have another motive? No, I do not. All I want to do is help you and teach you so that you can reach your goals. And so um, that is my motto. Incredible. Brie, this has been absolutely amazing. Now, I know our episodes are so darn short, but <laughs> we'll have to get you on again um, in the in the next within the next year here. I like to do that with my guests as well, just because we have these short episodes. But before we jump off here, I do want to see what is your biggest focus and, and goal at the moment? Um, for the next six to 12 months from now so business or podcast family so my biggest goal is to blow up my business I want to be able to reach as many people as possible and so I want to do that so that like I said we're blessed to be a blessing um and So my goal is to be able to do that so that then I can partner with churches throughout my region and be able to give back to the homeless community. So I want to be able to help 500 families per city um, in our area where the seven cities. And so I want to be able to touch at least three cities this year and help 500 people per city Um, because, yes, I'm about generational wealth, but I want God to bless me so that I can be a blessing to others. And so it's my goal this November to be able to be a blessing to my community and help the homeless out and make sure that they have blankets and thermals and hats and scarves and everything for when winter comes because it is such a scary time for them, I'm sure. Um, So that is my biggest goal this year within the next six to 12 months. I want to be blessed to be a blessing. Great. This is incredible. I mean, we, and I love, I love that your why is bigger than just, you know, that generational wealth your why is to help and lend not or yeah lend not borrow kind of thing you know you're you're out there trying to help others and that usually comes back tenfold so love it I love your mindset I love where your head's at this is all incredible now if there are people interested in what you have to offer whether it's working to get out of debt um, to get a house maybe build their credit whatever it might be build that generational wealth, what is the best way to go ahead and connect with you? 
the best way to connect with me would be on my website because that's going to have all the updated links. And so you can go to bdsmithfinancial.com and that's B as in Brie, D as in Day, um, smithfinancial.com. And so that'll be the best way to connect with me, get free resources, find me on Instagram um, and all the other places. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Brie. It's been so amazing to have you on today. I love what you're doing um, and I love your why. So you're out there transforming people's lives and we need someone out there like that. So I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time of your day to come to my show. Add so much value for myself and for my listeners. This is exactly what I'm looking for. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure entrepreneur and want to come on just like Bree Smith did today to share your story, talk about what you're up to in the business and, um, you know, talk about the challenges and the wins, please go to top100interview.com, top100interview.com, you guys. I'd love to have you on as well. Anyone interested in building financial wealth that will last generations, you guys, go find Bree Smith. She knows what she's talking about. She's got a lot of education in that field, and she's amazing what she does. Thanks so much, guys. Catch you on the next episode. Thanks, Bree. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.